0: Live Mike. Live Mike, Chip 1 2 with Lee Sperry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Sperry on KSL News Radio.
2: Hey, welcome to this Tuesday episode of Live Mike. I missed you. I had a great time being away. I had a great time celebrating President's Day yesterday, spending a little extra time with my wife and little baby Piper. But I'm glad to be back. I missed you. I missed you. And with this four-day week now, we're going to have to cram a lot of talk into these few hours we have to visit each day. Uh, A lot of weather happening outside. If uh, uh, you haven't been listening, look out the window, all right? Uh, There's some weather happening out there. It's impacting Utah roads, and you can rest assured that we'll bring you those updates as they become uh, available. Just got an update from Alta. What does it say here? I believe, let me read this. Uh, The town of Alta will remain on interlodge until further notice. More avalanche mitigation expected. That is the uh, latest from Alta Central. And thank you, producer Amy, giving us a definition of what interlodge is. I didn't know. An interlodge event is when snow levels are so great and avalanche danger is so extreme that patrons and employees of uh, Snowbird are confined to resort buildings, according to Snowbird's website. Oh, a lock in. Uh, well, uh, best of luck to everyone out there. And those crews that are uh, engaged in this avalanche control in the midst of this weather, uh, you, you know, we're, we're crossing our fingers and sending our uh, prayers so that they might be able to uh, handle their job the safest way possible. Uh, another Alta alert here, uh, similar in nature. Alta ski area will remain closed today. February sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Thanks for your patience as Alta Ski Patrol and UDOT Cottonwoods continue to perform avalanche control work. We will provide updates throughout the day and uh, into the morning. So that uh, okay, very good. Uh, so that's that. And be sure to be listening at the top and bottom and at fourteen forty five here at KSL News Radio. We've got uh, all the updates that you will need. All right, that's out of the way. Stay safe. Okay. Um, much has happened since you and I last visited here. When we sat here on Friday, most of the program was dedicated to hearing the defense team present its case uh, in defense of former President Donald Trump. That was all leading up to the big vote, which took place on Saturday. And I'm so sorry that you and I weren't sitting here to observe it all play out together. Uh, but it was the weekend, and yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you got to have some kind of boundaries. I can't live here in the newsroom. What happened on Saturday, as you well know, the uh, Senate, specifically the House managers trying the case in the Senate, were uh, unsuccessful in their effort to convict uh, former President Donald Trump in the article of impeachment uh, against him, as was sent over by the House. It would have required at least... 17 Republicans to join uh, the cause of the 50 Democrats who all voted to convict. You need that supermajority deal. Uh, so 17 Republicans would have been needed to vote with uh, the Democrats. And in these numbers, you've heard them repeated countless, countless times. The reason I bring them up again is we have, obviously, uh, since Saturday uh, late afternoon, learned that there were seven The Democrats weren't able to recruit 17 Republicans to join their cause, but they were able to, or specifically the House managers, those members of the House of Representatives trying the case in the Senate, were in fact able to convince seven, seven Republicans to vote to convict former President Trump. And you have, if you've been paying attention to any of the Utah news over the past few days, learned that uh, in one of those seven senators was Utah's own uh, Senator Mitt Romney. And the question now is, how does that strike you? How do you react to that? What is your view of Senator Romney now that this vote has been cast? If you are a re- Republican, the highest of likelihoods is that, you know, just based on the 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 way the rest of the Senate voted uh, along party lines, uh, with the exception of those seven. The question is how how do you react? How, does does Senator Romney represent the vote that you would have cast if you were a senator, or did he go against that? And then the more important question: whether or not you agree with Senator Romney or Senator Lee, and we'll get into both of their statements in just a moment. The question, the fundamental important question, going forward is how do you respond? What do you do? How do you view your representation in Washington, in the Senate, uh, and do you let this vote impact it? All around the country right now, those other six senators that voted against former President Donald Trump, they are on the receiving end, for the most part, of uh, censure from the, their respective Republican uh, party in each of their states. Here, here in the state of Utah, that's not happening. There are some petitions that are circulating. But in terms of the position taken by the state party, there will be no censure. In fact, uh, and we'll get into this in just a moment with a, during a conversation uh, between myself and the chair of the Utah Republican Party, Derek Brown, a very deliberate decision was made and communicated via a statement saying that much of the power, much of the power that the Republican Party has and possesses comes from the differences of opinion. Comes from the ability for members of one party to, on occasion, possess two different attitudes. You take a big step backwards and you think about uh, civics class and you think back to you know when when your teacher, uh, mine was uh, Mrs. Brown, when Mrs. Brown was explaining to us the two-party system and how those two parties interact with one another and how, in the most ideal of settings and circumstances the differences of opinion that exist between those two parties are are debated they collide they come together and are sometimes altered and compromise is arrived at and it's that compromise that in the you know in the schoolhouse rock perfect world of things that we are able to move forward well guess what that same principle that same principle applies within a single party all right. We've seen the Democrats, the various wings of the Democrat Party right now. We have seen certain measures of, of well, I don't know if compromise is the right word, but uh, there, are, there are things that are happening where you have people on one side of the party, very moderate folks within that party, uh, agreeing or at least uh, voting along with, say, the members of the squad, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And it may be time now uh, for the Republican Party to look at the differences of opinion and in some instances, the very damaging differences that exist in the Democratic Party. And if it intends to move forward and gain ground, say in 2022, uh, take those lessons, embrace them and not fall victim to maybe some of the pitfalls uh, that the opposing party uh, has observed itself. We'll take a break right now. When we return, Derek Brown, chairman of the Utah Republican Party, will join me to discuss the statement put out by the party and the decision to forego censure. The decision, rather, to embrace differences in an effort to strengthen and push forward the Republican Party, at least here in the state of Utah. Derek Brown, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: KSL's Live Mike. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry.
2: Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, Saturday night, you heard these words
1: Two thirds of the senators present not having voted guilty. The Senate judges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, former President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the article of impeachment.
2: And so it was the second time that. Now, former President Donald Trump has been acquitted of articles of impeachment uh, against him. And here in the state of Utah, uh, as you well know, the senators serve uh, essentially as jurors. The nature of juror, as you and I understand it, in a typical court of law is a little bit different than the responsibilities borne by the senators voting on the question of impeachment. But uh, to, to A pretty close approximation is to call them uh, jurors. Well, uh, Utah's two jurors in this case, well, they voted differently. You heard me walk through the details and how the numbers shook up. Utah Senator Mike Lee voted to uh, quit former President Trump and Senator Romney voted to uh, convict. Now, uh, Senator Romney did join with, uh, I think, six other Republican senators in casting that vote. And in the days following that decision, uh, in particular in places like uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Pat Toomey right now is uh, facing some censure calls by various folks in, in Pennsylvania. That is playing out in other states as well where Republican senators voted against uh, former President Donald Trump specifically voting to convict him of that article of impeachment, uh, it, there was a statement here in the state of Utah put out by the Utah Republican Party uh, communicating something different, a different reaction. That reaction uh, so different, in fact, that the news is, uh, is spreading around the world. I've been clicking and clacking, trying to uh, gather up as... Uh, many reactions to this and as many details uh, as I can. And I am seeing reports of the decision made by the Utah Republican Party uh, all over the world to walk through what the decision is, what's contained in this most recent statement, and most importantly, why, why the party has chosen to take this route. Uh, Chairman of the party of the Utah Republican Party, Derek Brown, joins me on the line. Now, Mr. Brown, welcome to the program. How are you? Good
0: Lee, thanks for having me. Appreciate
2: it. Yeah, happy belated President's Day, of course. Um, let me <laughs> likewise. As you saw the votes uh, cast by the senators uh, on Saturday, I am I'm sure that your phone uh, started uh, lighting up by folks uh, within the Republican Party here in Utah. Uh, number one, maybe they were upset with Senator Lee for. Uh, Voting to acquit, and on the other side of things, uh, Senator Romney uh, voting to convict. Uh, what, what what were the what were the hours after the vote like for for you? What were the different views that you were collecting?
0: Well, I think you're right. I mean, we we as a party, we saw I mean both different reactions, and you know, I sort of try to figure out. I mean, I obviously have my own opinion, but but as the chair of the party, my job is not to pick between you know it's not to pick between the candidates that i like or that i don't like personally I mean, my job really is to facilitate all of us unifying around the principles and the more that i thought about that the more i realized that what we have to do as a party is is this is sort of one of those inflection points where the party needs to sort of regroup figure out what it is that we stand for and then move forward because and we have two senators who experienced effectively the same set of facts and came to different conclusions. And so, I mean, we have to grapple with that. And so there's a lot of different ways of doing it. I issued a statement that I thought um, sort of uh, threaded the needle in terms of helping people understand how to work through that.
2: Yeah. Have you had contact with uh, with the senators since Saturday? Uh,
0: No, neither of them.
2: What would, you, what would you say to them? What message do you have uh, for, for them beyond that, which was contained in this, uh, in this article or in this statement here?
0: Well, I think oh, what, I, what I want at this point is I think the most important thing of the Republican Party is to heal, to move forward, and to figure out what it is. I mean, one of the things I quoted in, this, in our statement is, is Reagan's great quote that he says, you know, unity of thought doesn't require unanimity of thought. I mean, we don't all have to think the same. And we are going to have times when we differ on those principles. And I know there's people saying, "Well, maybe we should, you know, do censures like other states are doing." I don't think that's helpful. And frankly, I think that falls right into the trap that was laid, and and, and the whole reason they did impeachment to begin with. I mean, I mean, they, the Democrats knew exactly where the chips were going to fall in this impeachment proceeding, and so this was less about that and more about getting parties like ours to sort of cannibalize its own. And as long as I'm sure, I'm not going to let that happen. And what I'm going to do is make sure that we sort of circle the wagons around the principles that we we believe in and, frankly, the principles that have made Utah the great state it is. I mean, there's a reason people are just flocking here. You you can't buy a home in Utah because people are coming here by the droves. And so we're clearly doing something right.
2: Yeah uh do you think that in the other in the other states where you know some of the house members uh, earlier that voted uh republican house members that voted for the article of impeachment and later uh the other Uh, Republican senators who voted to uh, convict. Do you think that the evaluation should be case by case or would you give the blanket advice to uh, those other state parties making the same decisions uh, or looking at the same circumstances that uh, that you saw? Uh, Would you urge them away from censure?
0: Well, I think that the the only real censure that matters to the extent there is such a thing is at the ballot box. I mean, for those individuals who are surprised that Mitt Romney cast the vote he did, for instance, I mean, we we knew I mean, Mitt Romney is not surprising anyone in terms of who Mitt Romney is and his governing principles, and we elected him as a state. And the same thing with Senator Lee. We have two really uh, competent and well-regarded senators nationally. And I think that, you know, ultimately, to the extent there's, there's any real censure, it's You know, if you you want to censor someone, you you don't reelect them. And so I think what we need to do, and especially as a party, the message we want to send out is that there is power in the fact that, that a healthy political party can have a dialogue and there can be disagreement. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, that, you know, that doesn't mean you don't hold them accountable at the ballot box. But what it means is you can come together and unify around principles and vote for those individuals that I think, best represent those principles. And we do that well here in Utah.
2: Yeah, outstanding. Uh, Unify around objective as well. And the route sometimes to that objective uh, is different. Not everyone's going to agree to that, but uh, you you may ultimately find yourself at the same destination if you are at least traveling in the same direction. Uh, Listen, Derek Brown, thank you so much for the conversation. Uh, Thank you for this statement. uh, I'm with you. That, uh, that moving forward, looking ahead and understanding uh, that, uh, you know, as Reagan famously reminded us and you included in your statement, quote, within our tent, there will be many arguments and divisions over approach and method, but unity of thought does not require uh, unanimity uh, of thought. But thank you for uh, your time, uh, sir. Thanks again. And uh, we'll be talking soon, I'm sure.
0: Great. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.
2: Alrighty, righty. Uh, we're going to take a break right now, but I want to do this. I want to open the phone lines to you. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. Uh, this question of, of censure, is it appropriate or inappropriate? Uh, should we do what is communicated in the statement put out by the Utah Republican Party and move forward, understanding that division is oftentimes healthy? What do you think? KSL-TALK is the number. Call your call's next on KSL News Radio.
0: This is Live Mike. Live Mike. With Leland Sperry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Leland Sperry on KSL News Radio.
2: Welcome back. We're into the 1 o'clock hour now. 107 is the time here at KSL News Radio. Uh, it's episode number 279. For those of you following along at home, thank you very much. There is going to come a day very, very soon where I promise you we will will not be covering the impeachment trial or the ultimate vote to acquit uh, former President Donald Trump this past Saturday after the week-long trial. I, I assure you we are going to move on uh, to, to new things. I the, the, the reason, though, why I'm spending now even more time on this is because uh, I feel – that we are at a, a crucial moment. We are at a crucial moment in uh, terms of our decisions, the decisions we are making right now uh, to what transpired over the weekend. And uh, I, I'm not limiting you know, my remarks, I'm not limiting any of this to any particular party, to any particular individual, but uh, I want to kind of drill down on a point which was just made uh, on the phone with Derek Brown, the chair of the Utah Republican Party. Uh, You'll remember we had a conversation with Mr. Brown just a a moment ago because the Utah Republican Party opted to do something interesting, where Republicans, Republican state parties in other states, where their either senators or members of the House on the Republican side voted against Donald Trump, in many instances, in fact most, most of those state parties are uh, drafting documents and articles uh, to censure, to censure their respective uh, representatives, either in the House or in the Senate. Here in Utah, uh, Derek Brown and the state party has been uh, very deliberate in its announcement and explanation as to why, in fact, uh, no such censure will be handed down to either of. Utah's uh, senators, regardless of how any members within the party may feel, uh, and those feelings are strong about the votes. Again, Senator Lee uh, voting not guilty, Senator Mitt Romney voting guilty. Why is that? Well, uh, because for for all groups, for all political parties, for all families, for all businesses, there are always uh, greater goods. There are always kind of greater good type things. There are objectives that transcend the today. And there is a tomorrow uh, in need of building and protecting that if we lose sight of that uh, in, you know, if we lose sight of that in the today, uh, we can miss out on the benefits of tomorrow. And so in the spirit of uh, remembering that great difference can exist, the urging of the Utah Republican Party, is that we remember that. My question is uh, what's appropriate? My question is, how are you reacting to this? I'm going to share with you uh, shortly some of the reactions of uh, not just state parties but also the family members of some of these Republicans who have voted against former President Donald Trump. Uh, Before we get to that, though, uh, let's welcome Bruce to the program, calling from Kaysville. Bruce, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing doing just fine. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, how do you think we Thank ought you. to, how do you think the Republican Party rather ought to be re- responding to the differences in the votes cast by their two senators?
1: Well, I agree with uh, Mr. Brown. I'm not making an issue. I would not uh, censor uh, Mitt Romney. The fact fact, my wife and I usually do vote for the best person, and usually that's been Republican. But the important thing is, is that I have great respect for Mitt Romney, who is courageous to vote the way he did based upon the way he felt about it. And I'm not going to fault him, fact, as I do agree with him. But I appreciate Mr. Brown not making a big issue out of it, because I think both senators are very fine. So I do agree with Mitt Romney. I support him, and because of the research and his opinion, uh, because uh, I think that uh, President uh, or the past President Trump was not acting as dignified as he really should have.
2: Uh, well, listen, sir. I'm grateful to you for your call. Thanks for thanks for listening, and I I admire that approach. Again, you can admire that attitude, and you can support. The, the belief held by uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, Derek Brown, and the caller just on the line there that great difference can, in fact, exist within a party, within a family, within a business, within anything, and still allow that uh, organizational structure to be strong, to be strong, and to further highlight via censure uh, those divisions can only weaken, can only weaken. And uh, Chairman Brown's point of, you know, we do have the ability, each of us as individuals, to censure anyone we want running for office in the ballot box. Uh, I think we'd do well uh, to remember that fact. If you feel particularly burned by votes cast this past Saturday or at any time (laughs) for any reason, uh, please voice those concerns uh, in your homes, around the kitchen table, and most importantly, at the ballot box. At the ballot box. Some of the division that has emerged is is really heartbreaking. I want to share with you here real quickly uh, a letter that was written to uh, Congressman Adam Kinzinger. The author of that letter, or at least the signatories of this letter, are 11 members of his own family. Adam Kinzinger, if you'll remember, voted, a House member, voted against uh, former President Donald Trump. Uh, when the article of impeachment was drafted and vote up, voted upon by the House, uh, Representative Kinzinger uh, voted uh, with the Democrats. Oh, shoot, time is tight. Uh, I, w- I want to read to you excerpts from this letter. Uh, it's handwritten in cursive. I'll give you the first few lines here. We'll take a break and we'll jump back into it in just a moment. It reads, uh, Adam, oh my, what a disappointment you are to us and to God. We were once so proud of your accomplishments. Instead, you go against your Christian principles and join the devil's army, Democrats and the fake news media. How do you call yourself a Christian when you join the devil's army, believing uh, in abortion? We thought you were smart enough to see how the left is brainwashing so many so-called good people, including yourself and many other GOP members. This is a letter, again, written to Adam Kinzinger. The reason I share it with you is really just a cautionary tale. There are going to be people in your life, in your family, and in Washington with whom you disagree. There are proper ways to voice that disagreement, and there are petty ways to voice that disagreement. What we are reading here now in the form of this letter uh, is petty. Avoid it like the plague it is dangerous, it is divisive, and it will in no way lead us towards anything resembling strength in the future. Strength as a country or strength in your party, whichever that may be. The ballot box is where you communicate. Quick break. Back with more here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.